blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. the ones that say so don't be confusing people and then trying to exert yourself as the know-it-all when you both of you are trying to get this person to Christ if somebody says something you don't necessarily come online with right there save that to later let's get this person into the grace of God amen and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and your house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. They spake unto him what? How does faith come? And hearing comes out? So they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. So the folk that were in his house... They, they wouldn't go get saved just because they saw somebody else get saved. They had to participate... If they wanted to be saved. So ain't nobody saved. If you a deacon. It doesn't mean your children are saved. Because you deek. Huh? Or because you preach. Everyone must come to the Lord for themselves. I felt that one right there. Now listen. The word of the Lord. And to all that were in his house. Because the word came out. You and your house are going to be saved. How was they going to do that? By the grace of God. How was the grace of God going to be presented? By the word of God. And see that's where our argument comes in. I don't know if you realize that you are in a doctrinal teaching church. And that's why it's doctrinal teaching taught. Amen. And it's not like the normal church. It's the church that God has set up here to teach and to argue doctrine. Because at the end of the day, if your doctrine is messed up, you messed up, and everybody that's hearing you going to get messed up. Can I get a witness at the house? Okay, so then, let's move on. So the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Verse 33. Watch these, watch these, these works of faith. Is what I call them. And he took them the same hour of the night. Tell your neighbor, it ain't ever too late to get saved. <laughs> took them the same hour of the night. You know the hours you used to be coming in, your eyes were red, your car was parked in the flower bed? Uh, the same hour of the night. In other words, they didn't say, look, man, it's 2.30 in the morning, and... Uh, we're we going to continue this tomorrow morning. Are you going to be available for, for, for 9 o'clock? No, you don't do that. Because the fire may go out. And the devil will show up and give somebody something else to do. Then they'll start saying, man, can we get together next week? That, that fire gone. Strike while the iron is hot. To get a sinner saved. Because this is the day of grace to do it. This is the opportunity to do it. No animal sacrifices, none of that. Just come to Christ, call on him, receive him, and be saved. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. Listen. Watch these works of faith. Verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night 
and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his immediately. What works of faith? He took them because he believed on them and he washed their stripes the same hour of the night. In verse 34, and when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. That's how they got redeemed. And this man, this jailer that was going to commit suicide, ended up with works and acts of faith. He didn't just believe. He acted upon what he said he believed. So it's not just enough for a person to say, oh yeah, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Heck, if I need some money and I'm standing in front of my banker, ain't just enough to know that he's my banker. I need some money. So I have to believe to the extent that I receive. Satan believes. His cohorts believe. But they won't confess it. And that's where we got, that's where we're living today. We're living in a time where a lot of people claim to know Jesus. But the Bible says, by works, they deny him. How you going to stand in front of me and say, yeah, man, I went to church yesterday. Yeah, man, I, I believe on Jesus. Could I have another one of them, please? See, our works should not deny our faith. Some of y'all act like, hey, you know, are you here? <laughs> I've just been sent to deliver a message. Uh-huh. Don't don't be trying to put no talking on my back. Tell me, shooting for you run now. <laughs> so what must I do to be saved? Unlike demons, I must believe to the point that I accept Jesus and I follow him in water baptism and I go on with my life and I ask the Lord to lead me, guide me every step of the way. And if you lead me, I will not stray. Hallelujah. Any God's people still here? Okay, good. Good to see you. Now, a belief based on action is what shows that you're a believer. A belief based on action is what shows that you are a believer. A believer, now I know, I already know, I know that we jump on Thomas's case because we call him Doubting Thomas. And, and Thomas is also called Didymus. Didymus means twin. So, Thomas was not necessarily an unbeliever, but he was skeptical. Huh? It's a good thing, Christians, to be skeptical about what you allow people to put in your ears to show that you are not gullible. That you just can't come and tell me anything and expect me to believe it. And you have no works of faith in your life. You have no testimony of Jesus in your life. You don't support ministry. You don't halfway go to church. So what evidence do you have? What strong proof do you have that you really believe on Jesus? So there's nothing wrong with Thomas saying, except I see, you know, put my fingers into those prints. I'm not going to believe it. And we've jumped on this case forever. But I can applaud uh, Thomas this morning because he didn't just let anybody teach him. You have to prove it to him. And that's the way I am. I, I don't care where you come from, what seminary you graduated from. I, you know, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, but it ain't lining up with what you're doing. So you don't earn my trust. Because you ain't got no good works. We're to be lovers 
of good men. That's in your Bible. Good men, good women that love the Lord, that have a testimony of Jesus Christ. They have a testimony that I know that he lives because he lives in me. I know that Christ is a real entity because I made him for myself. So no, it's okay if you need some proof. Because the Bible itself says prove all things. <laughs> all right. So, how can grace be magnified in my life so that people can see that it took a holy God, a big God, to save a sinner like him? Some folk, man, when they get down in the water, Deacons need to change to an asbestos suit because the water starts to boil it. Man, there's some folks rough in that baptism pool up there. When they step down in there, the water starts to warm up a few more degrees. Because you have to ask yourself, if my acceptance of Jesus in this, the day of grace, in the day of salvation. See, the day of grace and the day of salvation was ushered in at the cross. When Christ died on that cross, he ushered in a whole other platform, a whole other way of God handling his business. No animals. None of that. Just salvation by grace through the Lamb of God dying on this cross, ushering in a whole nother way. And watch this. Eternal redemption. Nobody upon the law got saved, period. Period. Not even Moses. Now ain't that something? You carrying a law and you didn't even get saved. As a matter of fact, you was the first one to break it. Can you thank God for salvation by grace? I mean, you just, you just, 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 just think about this. Just think about this. I'm saved by the grace of God and nothing else. Ephesians 2. I'm saved. And then this thing becomes so deep until you have to say, well, at what point did God mark me out for salvation? You know, you know you were marked out. Hello? You were marked out for redemption. That right there is mind-boggling. It boggles my mind because even though I'm from Southeast Shreveport and moved on to, to Lakeside and then on with my life, I look back on it. It was nothing but the grace of God that was keeping me. It was nobody but the grace of God that I am not in hell right now begging for a drop of water. It is nothing but by the grace of God. That's all. It's by the grace of God. It's not by Fred. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy hath he saved us by the backup preaching. By his mercy? Yes. Because you got to understand something. If it says that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, hath he saved us? Well, wait a minute, preacher. You see, this is why people try to claim that the Bible contradicts itself. No, you already contradicted when you picked it up with your ignorant self. Now, I'm not talking to you. Well, you know, I thought we were saved by grace. Now they're talking about, you know, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy hath he saved us. Do you know where mercy came from? It came out of grace. <laughs> if God didn't extend his mercy, then where would we be? So we're talking about his love and kindness, eternal love and love and kindness. All of this kindness and mercy came out of the same God. So when he released his mercy, his mercy was released because of his kindness. 
every day that God has allowed us to live has been by the grace of God. Every trial that the Lord has brought us through has been by the grace of God. Every enemy that the Lord has exposed us to, it has happened by the grace of God. Everyone who came up against us to eat up our flesh and stumble and fail, it was by the grace of God. So, his mercy comes out of his love and kindness. And out of his love and kindness, hallelujah. You got to be ready for this statement. Out of his love and kindness comes his grace. And that grace is extended because we are in the day of grace. So it does not matter how mean-spirited a man has been or a woman has been. That's not the issue. The issue is, what must I do to be saved? Because I realize without him I'm lost. When the Lord made things work out for you, like you never thought that it would work out for you, it was by the grace of God. It's all by his grace. I can sit here with this microphone forever and say the same thing. It's all by his grace. So I don't have anything to be boastful about. I don't have anything to be all proud about. It was the grace of God. And when Christ died on that cross, he ushered in, through his resurrection, he ushered in the day of grace. So you don't have to bring nothing else but your filthy self and come with your filthy sins and I'll save you. That's what this is. That I, you come and I'll save you. Do not come bragging on, well, you know, I don't do what other people do. And, uh, you know, I ain't as mean to my husband as Joe Helen is. And, and, and you know, I cook every day and all that. They ain't got nothing to do with it. It's all by the grace of God. It's all by the grace of God. It's everything that God does for us is by his grace. Everything that he's going to do is by the grace of God. Even in the day of redemption when we behold his face, it's going to be all by the grace of God. All by. Somebody will give God some praise. It's going to be all by the grace of God. Nothing you do it did is nothing that we have done to earn salvation. It's the gift of God. And it's not of works. There's any man should boast. And the beautiful part about this also. I can't be lost. Now the same grace. That came and found me. Is the same grace. That's going to keep me. You know I may have to repent. For cussing you out. But while I'm cussing you. I got the grace of God on me. He ain't making me cuss. But you got me in the flush. <laughs> don't, don't look, don't look at me like you ain't ever got in the flush. <laughs> you can be loving God and Jesus at the same time and going down 31, 32, and somebody cut in front of you. And you got your gospel music on in the car. You ain't listening to nothing. John P. Key saying now. You, what you want to do is to get evil. So you know what you end up doing? You speed around them. Now you starting road rage. So after four hours of road rage. And no gunfire. You pull up in your garage. The grace of God kept you when you didn't even know you were being kept. Can you tell the Lord thank you? Grace is in every aspect of our lives as a believer. And you look back on it and you say, I didn't deserve that. That's grace. Then you ask yourself another question. How can somebody like him love somebody like me? Grace. How can he forgive me and keep on loving me? Grace. It's all by the grace. I really want this to marinate. So that it can kill your foolish pride. 
It's all by. And that's the day that Jesus ushered in through his death, burial, and resurrection. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. And you put it like this. Behold, today is the day of God's amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Well, other people, they may, have know, they may know what you've done to displease God and they want God to destroy you. Can't you hear him say, no, it's by my grace. We are only living today because the law of Moses has been abolished. It's all by the grace of God. Amen? Now, before my time run out, runs out, anybody praying about the clock? Huh? Anybody in here praying about the clock? You kind of want it to speed up? No. It's going to be by the grace of God. That, that we we gonna hit it. This ain't torment. This is a blessing. Anybody in here getting a blessing? Man, this 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 is this is rich. This is very rich. If you travel from one part of this city to the other part of this city, you're gonna be hard pressed to hear messages playing. And I'm not knocking anybody. I just hope everybody's doing what God called them to do. But don't be trying to put the lowdown on grace. Because that's how we all got saved. And that's how we still saved. And that's how we can't ever be lost. Because we didn't do anything to be saved. Somebody tell me, you, you mean to tell me God going to save somebody like you? You mean to tell me somebody like you ain't got saved yet? <laughs> somebody like you ain't got saved yet? I'm saved by the grace of God. You getting mad? Yeah, you know, I told you about dope and all the rest of that stuff. That's all right. I ain't no big old dope that I ain't going to get saved. Uh, I don't care how you look at me and what I've testified to you over the years. All of that was the truth. But I'm saved. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God. So, so what do you want me to do? I mean... How can you take away something that was freely given to me that, that I'm sealed by, saved by, kept by, sanctified by, and going to see God's face by? How in the world do you think you're going to make void my salvation by grace when it was all done by Jesus? Oh, yeah, by the way, he came back from the dead to make sure that every benefit that he paid for that we get. Amen. He, he came back from the dead to make sure that we get everything that he died for. All that Christ died for, he paid for. So if my life would have been messed up, and it has been, but I'm talking about from this day forward, God forbid, if it get messed up, and when I say messed up, I go off on the deep end and go back on drugs and go back on all the rest of that stuff, I'm still saved. By the grace of God. So why are you back on drugs? Because that's what he decided he wanted to do. Now, can you handle that truth? So well, how did he get saved? He came to Jesus. Who saved him? The grace of God is Jesus. Why am I at church today? Because I want to be. If I slap you in the mouth with a flashlight. It's because I need a burial. Uh, it's because I want to be what we are doing you have to understand is because we want to do it but the more we fall in love with Jesus and the more that we yield our heart to him and the more that we realize his love for us and his grace and mercy for us then we ought to want to behave somebody tell the Lord thank you God ain't making me behave you think God making you behave You'd have been a dead one long time ago. But it's all by the grace of God. And by me striving to live right, treat you right, and do right shows my degrees of appreciation.
for what he has done for me. Uh, he has shown me grace and mercy. So in order for me to grow effectively, I'm going to show you some. I'm going to show you some grace and mercy. Have you ever done somebody so good until it put them on a guilt trip? And, and they are almost to the point that, girl, I can't believe you still even speaking to me the way I treated you. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, you have no idea how many times the Lord has rescued me from a butcher knife. <laughs> See, it, it all depends on how, how we want to perceive the grace of God. When you have a heart that says, yes, Lord, and you look around and you see how he done bless you in your house and how you got food in your pantry and you have resources, it's all by the grace of God. And when you look at your old raggedy alarm clock, or uh, either that clock that's on your 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 thousand dollar telephone, huh? You you take that phone anywhere to any funeral home and say, "Excuse me, could I go to the mark section? I want to prove something to my friend Alfredo right here." So I got this phone set to go off the alarm in two minutes. So could you please hurry? Go down there, the dead dieth and knoweth nothing. You put the phone right there by his ear. And at that two-minute mark, that phone goes off. And the dead is still looking important. No movement. No response. But the same guy that took the clock down there is experiencing while he's walking down there, the grace... <laughs> is experiencing the grace of God himself because it could have been him on the slab but God wouldn't let it be he was the standard whereby he redeemed us and we are still alive praise God because this is the day of grace this is the day of grace I, I, I told you Ephesians 2 right okay now watch this in Ephesians 2, and I'm going to soon be through, I thank God for you all's patience. Amen. Amen. You can tell that God sent you here because I'm here, and we're all here together. And uh, we 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 still blessed and highly favored. We're still on top and going higher. And oh yeah, when our enemies, even our foes, came against us to eat up our flesh, they stumble and fail. All by the grace of God. And notice, they were trying to get David. And David himself was not always right. I ain't got no help in here. <laughs> they, they were trying to get a man who was not always right himself. But God protected David. And his grace is keeping I can go on all day. This is so rich. It's so burning on my heart. Now, now notice this. Uh, in Ephesians 2 and 4. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love with which he loved us. See there, there, are, there, are, there are attributes of God. Upon attributes of God. That makes God God. That makes God like nobody else. And if you see how the apostle is pulling these attributes of God out. But God who is rich in mercy. Now he's rich in mercy. He's, he, he ain't poor. He's, he's, he's rich in mercy. But notice this. He's rich in mercy for his great love. Now we, now we got something else. For his great love with which he loved us. Rich in mercy, great love. Even when we were dead in sin. My goodness. God, God did all that loving and mercy toward us. When we were dead in sin. It wasn't a clean place on us. Wasn't no clean place on us. We were totally overtaken. Buried. In sins. 
And God was just waiting for the moment outside all that filth that we had on us, just waiting for an opening. Waiting for a door to open where we will wake up and realize I cannot make this journey by myself. I need you, Lord, if I'm going to keep on living in this world. I need somebody bigger than me. I need for you to forgive me. I need for you to wash me from my sin. Let me tell you something. People don't quit sinning until they're tired of it. Now you can go in there Bible study at 1 o'clock in the morning. And, and go through all them chains. But until people are tired of the way they're living, they're going to keep on living that way. All while grace is standing right there, waiting for a door to be opened. It sounds something like this from the center. Well, I guess you're right. You know, God has been good to me. You want to accept Jesus? We got to get this door open. Because he opened doors that no man can shut. And he shut doors that no man can open. Once that light gets in there, it slams that door. Man, God's love for us is so powerful. One of the things I think that moved me most in, in, in Christendom and walking with the Lord is to, is to realize his love for me. Man, he loves me. He loves me. I met a lot of broken men who had daddies that never told them, I love you. Now they have sons and daughters and they don't know how to respond to them because they never experienced real love at home. But when you think about God's love for us, he loved us to the point that he killed Jesus. He killed him because of his great love for us. Even when we were dead in trespasses and dead in sin, God was at Calvary killing Jesus to usher in the day of grace because he wants a family. He wants us to be eternal with him. And I want, before I close this, I just want to keep on looking right quick. Even when he loved us, in verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ, by grace you will say, man, listen, that's enough right there to fall out about. And we don't have to be so specific always to try to determine who was the greatest sinner among us. The greatest sinner among us got the microphone. Paul said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. And when you understand that you know better than somebody because you ain't smoked no dope, you know better than anybody because you didn't run no sissies, you ain't not better than nobody because you ain't do no... You were a sinner born in sin and shaping in iniquity while God was over there killing Jesus. Think about it. For his great love wherein he loved us. He says, I'm doing all this, Fred. I'm doing all this by my grace. I'm doing all this by my grace because I made you and I have assumed responsibility for you and have made a way for you out of no way and it's called grace. That's what it's called. It's called the grace of God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 and I'm through. I don't want to be through, but some of y'all, the way you're looking at me, you made me be through. <laughs> I felt the heat from the baptism of poo. I'm going to commence back at verse 5 and then move on. Even when we were dead in sins. One thing I love about the apostle. They did not exclude themselves like some folk do today. He said, even when we, what? We? Yeah, you're in France, man. We women, sure, huh? We. 
over in 1 John, if we confess our sins, over in Peter, we confess our faults one to another. Where did it ever get I? Mm -mm. God did all this while we were parting in them clubs out there. When we were dead in trespasses and dead in sin. I was out there on the floor trying to outdance everybody and had no idea that Jesus was next to me trying to get me out of there. And I'm saying to him, what you want? He said, I want you out of there into me. I said, later. I'll catch you later. You, all, you remember, don't sit in here with your Sunday sanctimonious looking self talking about here I am in this church and that man up there saying all that stuff he ought to be shaming himself no you ought to be shaming yourself to be not admitting that you guilty now you already know God don't say no, nobody but sinners if you ain't no sinner you can't be saved so make up your mind and God went back to the guttermost when we were dead in sins. That's why we were at a happy hour, Johnny. We were trying to drink something to come alive. Man, we didn't drink five fifths. Yeah, you don't know. And you think I'm going to sit up and deny the grace of God? <laughs> I'm going to sit up and deny the grace of God because you in here on Sunday with a necktie? It ain't going to happen. It was grace that saved me. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was total 100% grace. And he did it when I was dead. Oh, bless your heart. I'm glad you had a good mother, good father. I'm glad you were raised in a Christian home. I'm glad you were taught early, you know, about Jonah sitting in the belly of the great fish at the table with the light reading the book. I'm glad you had all that going on. But ma'am, sir, you were a filthy sinner and needed a bath. And God sent Jesus. And he brought and ushered in the grace of God. I now thank God for you. Even when we were dead in sins, tell your neighbors, is God talking about you? Okay, now notice the word were. We were, so now we ain't. Am I right about it? If we were, we are not now is. Okay? Now, if you ain't willing, I'll stay there all day. Even when we were dead in sin, sins plural, hath made us alive or quicken us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, not works, and has raised us up together and made us sit together. How, why do you have to make us? Because we wouldn't do it on our own. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where? In Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come. See, this thing ain't over when it's over here on earth in Shreveport. That in the ages to come. He might show. God might show. We're going to the God show. We ain't looking for Elvis or Otis. Uh -uh. We're going to the God show. We're going to party hardy in the future. We're going to the God show. Amen. Don't you want God to dance with you? 
See, when God dances with you, you don't need no steel-toed shoes. Uh-uh. That, that singer, that, uh, uh, um, what is his name, sings that song, I Want to Dance with My Father Again. Luther Vandross. We going to the God show. And God is going to show his exceeding and great kind and tender mercies toward us. We're going to be at the God show. After the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to the God show. We're going to be strolling around, walk around heaven all day. Mm. And, and you know, you know, people, people are going to be talking about, well, have you seen Clary? No. Well, ain't she the one that used to shout and run all the, over the church during the announcement? <laughs> yeah. You ain't seen her? No, I ain't seen her. But who is that over there? That's Bruce. Wait a minute. Bruce. None Sunday school attended Bruce. <laughs> None, no attendance showing up on Wednesday night, Bruce. How in blank, blank did Bruce get in here? All by the grace of God. <laughs> all, all by the grace. See, people we thought was going to be there didn't make it people we never thought would ever make it made it it's grace it ain't just church attendance it's grace I'm just trying to discern which one of y'all going to be there. <laughs> let me in, let me in. Why? <laughs> I bought the poor folks some shoes. I, I bought some neck bones for my neighbor. I did, I did good works. So let me in. No. Why? No Jesus, no God, no heaven, but hell. Get out. When a man says it's just grace, then you in. Nothing else gonna get you in. Amen. That in the ages to come, verse 7, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Man, all that love and kindness toward us that God has given to us is through Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 For by grace are you saved through faith. And that grace and that faith is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Have you received the gift of God today, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ? There's no other way you can be saved except by the grace of God. There's no, there's no other redemptive course that God has for anybody except by the grace of God. Of God. So the next time you find yourself trying to feel as though you're better than somebody because you haven't done what somebody else has done, you need to back down, step down. And you need to become grateful or more grateful for the grace of God that brought redemption that saved us also keeps us. So don't judge other people by what they have or do not have or by yourself. Paul says judging themselves 
with themselves or by themselves is not wise. It is not wise. It is not wise. That beautiful house God got you living in, that car. Yeah, material things do mean something. That's why we got clothes on. But whatever good that's going on with us is God. It's God. For by grace are you saved through, not being saved, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God and not of works lest any man should boast. And if salvation was something that money could buy, the rich would live and the poor would die. But I thank God that he's put salvation on the basis of grace and today is the day and age of grace. And if you're going to get saved, you got to get it done now. And oh yeah, by the way, if you think that you are cleaning your life up to come to Christ, I need to tell you that you're wasting quality time because you don't have enough babble in your house. If you're sitting by a young adult, explain that to them, please. You ain't got enough babble in your house. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All oh, precious is that flow that washed me white as snow. No other fount I know. I came to Jesus. That's all I could do. I came to Christ. That's all I could do. And I'm so glad that him, himself being a door, didn't shut. It stayed open to let me come in. And when I came in, he shut the door and locked the door. It ain't nothing that man can do to get me out of that room with Jesus. Ain't nothing man can do to cause God to stop loving me. Ain't nothing man can do. To get me unsaved. And it's all by. The grace of God. And I, and I trust that you will, 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 will. Take this message. And understand. That is not you that's keeping you. Amen. September 15, 2019. Proved that to me. I already know it. But I got the proof. I ain't keeping me alive. It's all by. The grace of God. And when God stepped on, up on Calvary that day, that his son was nailed to that tree, he stepped up on that, on that Calvary's heels, God stepped right up there and says, okay, I'm taking it from here. Jesus was smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquities. So ain't no need of us trying to compare. Who's the biggest sinner. You were. But God. I say but God. God in his tender mercies. And loving kindness. Toward us. Killed his son to usher in. The day of grace. It's been 2000 years now. And God is still waiting on somebody. To come to Christ. And get saved. So if you're trying to clean your life up to get it good enough, you remember Cain? Cain couldn't do it. But he had a brother. And his brother's called Abel. So where we are not, God is able. He's the only one who can. Well, I know. Thank you so much for your patience today. And thank God for his grace and mercy, love and kindness. God is good. And all the time. Oh, you're still awake. You didn't go to sleep on, brother. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised.
So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.